In Captain America's Civil War, the MCU debuted a black hero whose motivations were not based on the needs and desires of his white counterparts. After watching episode one of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we ask, can the character of Sam Wilson follow the Black Panther's example and do the same? This is Mad Unreal, episode 32. Let's go. Snow's gone, man. It's March. It's beautiful outside. You know, birds are singing. Temps are back in the 60s. It's, it's, it's lovely here. It's lovely. So, but what a way to start your morning. What a good way to start your morning and talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? Absolutely. So yeah, you, absolutely. You, you text me um, late last night. You text me. I didn't even see it till this morning, but you text me mm. and said that um, you watched episode one of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and it was, quote, not what you were expecting. What did you mean by that? I finished the episode and the first thing I thought was, wow, Marvel is actually trying to get this right. Mm. So, so when you said that, I was wondering, is that because it had, I, I was trying to see in my mind, does it have something to do with what we we're going to talk about today? Or was it just like, did you mean like, it was just like, you thought it was going to be, I don't know, Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know what you thought. Like, what did you think it was going to be? I mean, I thought it was good. Honestly, I thought it was going to be a, like a buddy cop movie, like a, like a late eighties, early nineties, buddy cop movie mm. where, where, uh, Sam and Bucky, Man, isn't that crazy? Their names are Sam, Sam, and <laughs> straight out of. The, hey, these are two characters that were created a long time ago. So, Sam, I mean Bucky, I think in the forties or fifties, maybe. Uh, you know, yeah, or no, maybe the sixties. But I'm saying his character, you know, was uh, originated in the forties. You know, during the World War Two. So, it's, Bucky yeah, it's was like cool. they cut, <laughs> they cut off the the bow in Sam <laughs> in the week <laughs> in Bucky. Wow. Wow, welcome back to Mad Unreal, y'all. <laughs> Man, but 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 you know, but in all seriousness, I mean, we've we've talked about Falcon and Winter Soldier earlier. Mm-hmm. Um and we did, you know, we wondered it's like you wondered specifically. It's like, okay, are they going to address the fact that that Sam is in a position to be the new Captain America? Is America is is America the country? Mm-hmm. The society going to accept Sam as Captain America, mm-hmm. the follow-up to Steve Rogers. Um, and not only did they address that, but they addressed it with a very subtle hand. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think that's that, how stuff goes. You know right. what I'm saying? It's a very subtle hand right? And, and, in and, many cases. And I know that, uh, first of all, spoiler alert, um, obviously, if you have not watched episode one of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, go do that real quick and then come back and listen to this this episode. Because um, we're going to get, we're going to dive, you know, directly into it. And, and I think that one of the interesting things, because I wanted to, before we get into the to the, to the the meat of the, 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 uh, the topic, I did want to get your overall kind of like thoughts, like what you thought about the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, let me let me ask you that first. What were your kind of like, did you because it was like you said, it was different than what you thought it was going to be. Does that mean that you were pleasantly surprised? Did you like the episode as a whole? Um, the action, everything, you know, the first 10 minutes. What did you what did you think? So overall, I did enjoy it and um, I enjoyed it for uh, I enjoyed it for several reasons that I that I want to highlight. Um, mm-hmm. One is I like the fact that 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 
Sam and Bucky, they don't pair up. Like, they don't even meet right. in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, each backstory is is set up. Um, and I think it's going to help that we get that individual backstory. Bucky really dealing with demons. Mm-hmm. Um, him being literally in therapy, in, in mandated therapy. Um, and also him... Um, being encouraged to get back into society, to seek out friendships, to, you know, maintain relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, Great scene, I like some the of the, Yeah, I like some of the subtle details where, where and I forget the character's name, uh, the elder Asian gentleman. Oh, yeah. Who seems uh, to be Mr. the owner Nakajima. of the restaurant. Yeah, Mr. Nakajima. Nakajima. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how how um, the waitress, oh, it's not really a waitress, it's, uh, she's, she's She's kind of position more hostess, manager, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but how she remarks, like when she, you know, offhandedly, she's remarking to Bucky, like, um, you know, you sound like my father, <laughs> right? Or <laughs> it's nice that you spend time with, with Mr. Nakashimi, you right, know. But right. in reality, you know, Bucky is like 10 years older than dude, right? Exactly. So it's yeah, like he, he's relating to them yeah. because they're from the same generation, right? You he know? shows and him so, the paper and he says, Yeah, you know, look, nobody lived past, you know, 90. And Bucky's like, Man, that's so they're so young, you know, it's like, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's that's their they're, they're of that, they're baby boomers, you know, or, or maybe even the generation before baby boomers. Um, so, and yeah. then later, you and I know we'll talk about the the opening scene, the opening sequence. But you know, later you 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 realize that Bucky is, you know, he is guilt ridden because he is seemingly responsible, directly responsible for right. the loss of his son. Right. And as part of his own therapy, he keeps his he keeps his diary of names mm-hmm. of people that he needs to make amends to mm-hmm. in some way as part of his therapy and his 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 restitution mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so it's just really it was really interesting that that uh marvel decided to take time to build up backstory on these characters mm-hmm. and i feel that that's something that you don't as long as long as mcu films can be especially the last two avengers films mm-hmm. you know you don't always have that time to do that mm-hmm. because on the big screen blockbuster format, I do feel that there is not so much a pressure, but it's a certain formula that you kind of have to get to the action. You know, step on the accelerator, ease off the accelerator, step on the accelerator, ease off the accelerator. Right. But in but in episodic television, you, you, you can mm-hmm. spend some time because all that time is expensive, right? Mm-hmm. But spend that, you know, spend that broadcast time to be able to tell some of these stories, particularly because they're minor characters. They're the B team. Yeah. And this this is something that um, Netflix, the Netflix Marvel shows did very well, specifically Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Mm -hmm. Daredevil season one really did a great job um, of, you know, giving you not only just straight backstory, but using that backstory to propel, you know, the, the uh, present day events that were taking place mm-hmm. in the series. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. You know, that's one thing you do look forward to with episodic television. This, this series Falcon and the Winter Soldier is only going to be six episodes, um, which isn't a lot, but which is right. enough room to tell a very good layered 
um, story that I think they did a really good job of setting up with episode one. Um, they're calling it a mini series, so I'm not sure if that means, okay, there's not going to be a season two, if this is just going to be a one and done. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I'm, I'm, it, I, after watching it, I was, I was a little bit intrigued before, and we talked about it on the show. I was more, I was intrigued about it because of the fact that they were teasing, oh, it's going to be a little bit like a spy thriller, you know, and it's going to be mm-hmm. kind of in the vein of, um, Captain America Winter Soldier, um, the, the film. And that had me, you know, I'm, I love those type of movies, you know, the spy thrillers, mm-hmm. the espionage. Mm-hmm. So that kind of had me from right there, but I was still like, you know, uh, you know, I'm, these two characters don't really, you know, do it for me. I know you were pretty, you were really like these two characters don't do anything for me. I think this was your least right when we did. Right. I think uh, the episode that we did at the beginning of this year, when we were looking at our most anticipated things, this is like at the bottom of your list, I think. That's right. Um, so, but for me, it was a little higher and, and, and I was, as I was watching it, you know, the Falcon, his story, and we're about to get into it, obviously had um, held a lot of interest for me. But the scene with, I mean, my favorite scene of the episode is the scene with the doctor, the psychiatrist, you know, with Bucky mm-hmm, and the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've watched that scene. I watched the episode twice. I watched that scene in and of itself, maybe three or four times because I just, I thought it was very well written and it showed a side of Bucky or gave a, you know, um, gave some insight into him that I didn't have, um, that I found very, very interesting. So yeah, overall I'm with you, man. I was, I, I, I was very satisfied and I'm actually looking forward, um, more than I anticipated to the two episode two. So before we get into, I know we have a couple questions that kind of like that we want to answer to get yeah. into the main topic of today. Um, but first off, you know, we started, you know, the, the kind of the, the focus of this episode, um, as you heard in the cold opening is about, you know, looking at Captain America civil war, when we saw the debut of the black Panther, you know, the, mm-hmm, the, the mm-hmm. um, uh, within the MCU and we posed, you know, the question, can we saw, or we kind of posited that his motivations in that movie were not based on the needs or the motivations or the desires of, you know, his white counterparts, which is what we see so often in Mm -hmm. cinema is, you know, a black character propped up whose sole motivation is to help the white character, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. often to the detriment of themselves, you know, um, that's become, that's a, that's a Hollywood trope going back decades and decades. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, it was interesting in Civil War, we didn't see that. And so just to set that up a little bit, I know you, everybody listening has seen Civil War. Um, if you're listening to this show, you probably have seen that movie multiple times. But just to kind of recap very quickly, T'Challa, the Black Panther in that film, his whole motivation in that film begins when his father is killed. And mm-hmm. he thinks, of course, you know, the Winter Soldier is behind that because the Winter Soldier has been set up. Um but what we see and what shocked me, I've said this before, what really surprised me as I was watching that film in the theater was how much he did not give a F about anybody else's agenda. You know, mm-hmm. it was solely from the moment it happened, Black Widow was trying to talk him down, like let the authorities handle it. The right. child is like, don't worry about it. You know, Miss Romanoff, I'll take it. I'll kill him myself. And he just, mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa, like that's, I yeah. was, you know, Okay. <clears throat> Then you see him, um, uh, he's, you know, they go through the, the thing where they are all trying to get at Bucky and they end up getting stopped by, uh, the authorities. I think it's in, I think it's in Germany or somewhere. The CIA gets involved. 
um, even then he's still on his own thing. He's not concerned about what Iron Man wants. He's not concerned mm-hmm. about what Captain America wants, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever there. He only teams up with Iron Man. He makes it explicitly because he wants to get at the Winter Soldier. His motivation never changes throughout the whole film. And so at one point, uh, what's his name? Um, Clint, uh, you know, um, Hawkeye introduces himself to to T'Challa and T'Challa literally tells him, I don't care who you are. You know, (laughs) he says, I don't care. Uh Uh And then towards the end of the film, when, um, you know, he discovers that the Winter Soldier was actually framed and, you know, didn't have anything to do with his father's death. Um, there's, it's a, it's a jumping off point because you can see, okay, Winter Soldier, Captain America and Iron Man, they're about to really get, it's about to be war between those three, you know, they're about to mm-hmm. fight. T'Challa mm-hmm. leaves them to go do what it leaves them to their fate. Doesn't try to intervene. Doesn't go in there and say, oh, I was wrong. Hey, let me, you know, make peace mm-hmm. with this. Nah, he mm-hmm. goes after the guy he just found out is responsible, um, uh, Zemo, um, and goes yep. and has a yep. conversation with him. So, it was just to me it was a different type of representation of a black character one that we as from the black community we've always said now why you know is this character you know concerned so much about the white character's well-being mm-hmm. to the detriment mm-hmm. of their own so finally we got that in a grand scale now we've seen it before i don't want to discount anything we've seen before like you know for instance blade you know so i i don't want to take away from you know other things that happened but within the mcu it was yeah. very clear that t'challa was not um, Sam, he was not Rhodey, you know Rody, what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. He was his own. And, and it was also, you know, you have to take note of the fact that he's not African-American, he's African. So there's, right. you know, does that play a role in how he perceives mm-hmm. things? Of mm-hmm. course it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, I wanted to set that up because that's the kind of the thing we're getting into today. After watching um, episode one of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, do you, Arthur, I mean, you know, do we feel that Sam you know, in the next five episodes is going to follow that same path. Is that what is being set up here? Now, Malcolm Spellman is the showrunner. Um, he's a brother. Um, and, you know, I sent you that article that kind of discussed what he said. I think it's worth, though, before you dive in just very quickly, I think it's worth reading a paragraph um, from that story in Deadline uh, featuring Malcolm Spellman and kind of the um, one of his quotes. So this was in deadline. Um, this is from uh, I think it's from it's from March 18th, 2021 um, right. deadline article. Headline is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier showrunner Malcolm Spellman on how Black Lives Matter and a post Thanos world coincide in the Marvel, this new Marvel series. So mm-hmm. one of the quotes um, that you know Ma- uh, Malcolm Spellman says after being asked about um, how did you know, Black Lives Matter, uh, work his way into the vernacular of the series. So he says this, Malcolm Spellman says this, with me there, with me there, meaning at, you know, as within involved in the show Mm -hmm. and with over half our writing staff being black and with our Marvel exec in the room being black, that was a requirement that if you're going to tell an honest story, Sam is decidedly a black character. We were aware when you put Sam and Rhodey on the screen together we're aware of this is Marvel too. They're not African. They're not from Wakanda. These mm-hmm. are Marvel's two African American heroes on screen together and how much they could do in moments of silence. And none of that's by accident. So I just wanted to read that and frame, because I think that helps frame the conversation we're, we're about to have. So what do you think? Let me ask you, 
what um what episode what does episode one tell us you know about malcolm spellman's plans for the show you know how far do you think marvel is going to take this arthur um well i still say i'm still gonna i'm still gonna hedge my bet that marvel will let me rephrase that that disney will only go so far Mm -hmm. um and i think that because of the BLM protests and the murders that have taken place, not just last year, which George Floyd certainly was a significant um, flashpoint, but even before that, I think that many, many companies, particularly media companies, have been much more amenable to express, you know, black concerns in the in the name of unity and diversity and you know we are one nation mm-hmm. so with that said i do i do believe that there will be uh, a, a, a steady flow of black and other people of color's concerns through through these shows mm-hmm. but it's not like they're gonna open the spigot all the way up Mm. I, I don't believe. Mm. Um, but I agree with that statement. Um, and not, not just agree, not just agree, but I appreciate, I appreciate that quote from Spellman you know, that Sam is and Rhodey, they're not from Wakanda. And I think that for T'Challa and Civil War, that was key. He's basically like, I'm not on your agenda because my concerns are very different than yours. The king of my country was killed. And as his son, I have to assume the throne. And based on what that means to to my people, I got to answer to them. Mm. You know, and we see some of that in in the Black Panther film, in the Black Panther film. But you can see you can see, though, how in another film that could have very easily been twisted into. Yeah. My king was killed, but why don't we team up and I'll help you guys? You know what I'm saying? And I'll, and all of a sudden you see his concerns kind of being put in the back seat, and it's more right. about the concerns of Captain America or Tony Stark or whatever. You know, that could that could easily have happened, right? That would I that agree. wouldn't have shocked any of us, right? It no, we well, no, it wouldn't have shocked us because we as audiences we're used to that. Mm-hmm. You know, but imagine if the but imagine if 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 Black Widow if 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 uh Natasha was like, you know what? I'll help you. I've dealt with the Winter Soldier before. I've dealt with this guy. Let me help you. Mm-hmm. T'Challa might have been cool. Mm-hmm. And I think that Civil War would have been a very different movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But not to get too far into the weeds uh, on T'Challa, kind of bringing it back to Sam. Um, excuse me. I think episode one did this very well during the bank scene when Sam is is with his sister um, who's played by, and I'm going to try my very best because it's a beautiful name, uh, the actresses um, Adepero Odier. Man, I hope I got that right because that's a beautiful name. That is beautiful. Um, and I, th- I, I really enjoy the scenes between Sam and Sarah because Sam, first of all, we know that, Rhodey too, but we know that Sam can code switch because that's what you're seeing in that bank suite. Mm. 
Sam's literally code switching and Border, borderline. He's doing something else. We'll, we'll get to in a minute, but I get you. Know, right. 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 And he does. He starts out. He starts out like that because he's basically saying to his sister, oh, they're, they're going to they need a bank loan in order to save their houseboat. That as business. siblings were willed in the family business that were willed to them from their deceased father specifically, but from their deceased parents. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, who has been present during during the blip, you know, Sam blipped out. Mm-hmm. Sarah wasn't, and Sarah was actually going through the day to day dealings with the family business and two sons as a single mom. When Sam comes back. Sam, we really find Sam needing, well, two things. One, feeling the weight of the mantle of Captain America, the shield, Mm. and him feeling undeserving of that shield. But also, he needs needs something to do. He needs to fix something. He needs to be be, uh, uh, significant. And I saw him effectively low-key bullying his sister swooping in to save you know that day to find something to achieve Mm -hmm. because without steve rogers his he he he, he's got he's got nobody to help right Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's got got he he, can't sidekick for nobody right he can't sidekick for nobody Mm -hmm. you know he went where he went where 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 steve rogers went now where's he gonna go right so he needs something to do and i i saw him I saw him inserting himself in really into Sarah's narrative who, who, and she says, I got, you know, I got this. Right. Right. To, to swoop in literally and save the day. And that bank scene, I think was one of two major scenarios that really began to humble Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, but you literally, yeah, you see him, you see him code switch talking to the white banker, you know, who, recognizes sam as the falcon mm-hmm. and but sam can't he can't he can't seal the deal he can't get it done and they I, get I, denied i think that that scene obviously that's that's that wasn't my favorite scene of of the of the show like i said earlier but mm-hmm. i think it's the most important scene and that and the set and the last scene of the show um and we should also you know i know you guys again listeners you guys know what the blip is but just just to cover off on that really quickly this show is kind of like this show takes place six months after um, Avengers Endgame and the blip, you know, which, you know, when Thanos snapped his fingers in Infinity War and half the population disappeared. And then when um, uh, Bruce Banner, the Hulk brings them back in, you know, Endgame, um, mm-hmm. you know, billions of people just show up, you know, who have been gone for five years. Um, and Sam was one of them. So he was he had been blipped, so to speak. Um, but what's what's interesting to me, man, about that bank scene amongst one of the things that's interesting is that prior to that, Sarah had Sarah has said two things to Sam that I thought were very interesting. When she mm-hmm. first sees him and the little boys, her, her her sons run up and, you know, the nephews run up and was like, Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam. Sarah looks at him and says, yeah, Uncle Sam, almost mocking him, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit, just a little bit of a of a. Of a, yeah. of a of a of an attack right there just kind of like a microaggression thing because it was like mm-hmm. yeah your uncle sam like as in you're aligned with you know um you went off and joined the air force and you did this you know you mm-hmm. you're on the other side you're not here with us anymore it was kind of like mm-hmm. that that's how i took it mm-hmm. but then also sam before the meeting with the bank sam when they're packing up the house and everything 
or they're packing up the food because they're going to sell food afterwards. And Sam is like, you know, y'all ready to go, blah, blah, blah. And his sister's like, you know, oh, you doing the most right now. Sam, mm-hmm. like very forcefully, it was like, it was kind of like the line was kind of like, I don't know if it was in the original script. It felt like it was kind of edited into it. Sam mm-hmm. very forcefully says, you know, I don't play with these white folks. I, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Was, I, yeah. I, I had to stop and because I'm watching it in real time. And he said that. And I'm like, did was that Sam or was that one of the boys? Like, who said that? And I, I had the same reaction because I was thinking, yes, you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, you that's do. all you do. That's yes, all you, you do. Yes, that's you do. all you do. And so he said that. And I'm like, OK, after I watched the episode twice, I was thinking this might be a brilliant move that Malcolm Spellman and his team are doing because they might be showing Sam in his kind of delusional state. Mm-hmm. And really, they're about to bring some strong reality to this brother. And we've seen yeah, this happen. It's in real like life he's got to belong. He's got to belong. He's got to belong. He has an illusion as to what he's been doing the past few years. Because mm-hmm. if you, okay, listen, just to put it out there and make it plain, if T'Challa in Civil War was the epitome of a black hero, black character staying true to their own motivations and not becoming subservient to the interest of a white character. Then Sam in Captain America Winter Soldier is the epitome of a black character actually becoming subservient to a white character. Sam's mm. whole agenda is about mm-hmm. Steve Rogers. His whole right. life. He throw right. he walks away from everything he had. He's like, at the end of that movie, he's like, Where are we going? You know. Um in Civil War, he even says to Steve Rogers, you know, people who end up shooting at you, shoot at me, and how are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. He's always asking Cap, what are we gonna do, Cap? You know, it's like it's constantly yeah. like that. And I'm wondering if Malcolm Spellman is aware of that. And he's like, okay, I'm going to take this brother and show how, how, you know, Dependent brainwashed or, he is. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, uh-huh. He really feels like he's like, I don't, you know, I don't play with these white folks. It's like, yeah, that's what you do. And when you went to the bank, you were ready to I, perform. I, I hate to, I, I'm hesitant to use this word, but I got to say it, man. Say Cause, it. Because Bamboozle came up in my mind as I'm watching this. <laughs> I'm thinking about Bamboozle. Like Spike Lee came up. Yeah. He yeah. was almost ready to put on a minstrel show for this dude. He yeah. came close. He's he like, fluttered. He fluttered. He, he put he his fluttered, hands up. Isaac. He fluttered. I'm like, yeah. oh my god. His sister is looking at him like, did you see her face? <laughs> for real? <laughs> she like, yes. She's looking. Yes. Up. And I think that he was perfectly willing to put on a show mm-hmm. for this 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 banker for this mm-hmm. for this European American banker. He's perfectly mm-hmm. willing to do that if he's going to get that loan. Mm-hmm. And he played. It's one thing to kind of play off your celebrity, and it should be noted that the first, what was the first thing the Baker do said he goes like, "Are you an athlete? You know, did you used to play? Because you know, of course, if he's you recognize right. him and he's black, got to be an athlete. He's got to be which something. Is, do you play for which LSU? Is, yeah. Which, to be fair, is which which is what you know is a reality here, you know, in mm-hmm. America because um, we focus so much on the black athlete and ignore so mm-hmm. many other uh, the other aspects of, of mm-hmm. black culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he but but Sam was perfectly willing to flutter to, yeah, I'm the Falcon. Oh, let's take a selfie. He was willing mm-hmm. to do all that. Very mm-hmm. different than you see Thor in um, Thor Ragnarok when he's on the street and like two girls roll up on him. Like, With Loki. I, right. And he's like, can I do a selfie? And Thor, he says, yeah, of course. You know, mm-hmm. there's a different dynamic there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. in Sam's instance, he was depending upon this. He was playing off of that and willing to do the flutter and everything to get a loan from this dude now sam is an avenger he helped save the 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 world the universe whatever he helped he helped do all that and now he's here 
in another very, you know, it was almost, it, you said humbling. I don't think it was humbling. It was almost, um, it was almost, uh, it was kind of like, a uh, ignominious, ignominy. I don't even know how to say the word. It was just terrible, man. It's like, I'm, I'm getting so excited. I'm like, I'm forgetting, but it was like, it wasn't, it wasn't humbling to me to watch him in that bank, in that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was a situation where he was willing to belittle himself because here he is a, an Avenger, you know what I'm saying? And now here he is sitting across from this little dude who is telling right. him who has all the power, you know, all the power in the situation right. is across the desk. Right. And right. Sam is willing to, you know, flutter if that means getting right. this loan. It was sad, man. It was really sad. And the banker at, and the banker remarked like, you don't have any ink like your income's all over the place in the last five years isn't <laughs> right. there some kind of hero fund right. <laughs> right 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 would would steve rogers get asked that question would right. steve no, rogers no. get asked the question where what's up with your income in the last five years right after we know for a fact that you know you disappear you're one of the people that got blipped out for the fire why would you even ask that question um, we and then the guy says we've been doing fam, you know, banking with your family for generations, but we can't, you know, we can't help you anymore. Right. So it was a very, it was as you would say, it was a come to Jesus moment. It was a slap in the face, you know, that we've mm-hmm. seen. You know, we've all seen that happen, you know, in mm-hmm. real life. You know, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, they said what to you? Oh, that was them treating you like a bleep. You know, and it was like mm-hmm. that's what happened in that situation. And then of course the the last scene of the 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 episode with um the realization that you know mm-hmm. the same congressman or whoever that guy was who has smiled in sam's face and told him yeah you did the right thing you by did the right thing putting the shield yeah. in the museum yeah he you know he now he's introducing the hero that america needs that represents all of us he said those words that can represent us all you know mm-hmm. and it's and it's, it was a grinning um white male so i, I think that for me I, you know i wonder that you know if is malcolm spellman doing this kind of like He's going to break Sam down. In other words, make him realize you actually do. And counter to what you said, I don't mess with these white folks. I don't play with these white folks. You actually do. And you mm-hmm. are willing to put yourself on display. You're willing to um, um, belittle yourself in order to to play with them. And, and there's some sympathy. There's some empathy felt with, you know, Sam at that situation. Because, again, all the power was on the other side of the desk. Right. Um, so you, right. there is some sympathy. I don't mean to seem, seem unsympathetic. There was some sympathy I felt towards him, but I think Malcolm Spellman and the showrunners maybe, or the, uh, his team maybe about to break Sam down and him. And maybe that'll be a, a sense of connection between him and Bucky where mm-hmm. as two outcasts, you know, two he, Sam has been, is, is quote unquote being betrayed right now. Um, and so right. two outcasts, they may, they may come together. Go ahead. Two outcasts, two characters that don't belong. Exactly. That don't. And I think that was the message that was sent to Sam, both from the bank, but on a larger scale for the reveal of this, quote unquote, new Captain America. Mm -hmm. You don't belong Mm -hmm. in this story. Um, And I I think I think that on Spellman's part on the on the screenwriters for episode one, I think it was uh, almost a validation for for like all of all of the black audience Mm -hmm. to know that there isn't that much different between you know uncle sam and uncle tom Mm. because of that performance Mm -hmm. like we we know what we're looking at Mm -hmm. yeah but in other films it's but in other films it's easy to be like no i mean that's just you know that's his partner you know that's Mm. that's because it's like you know you've got 
you got Sam Wilson to Steve Rogers, akin to Rhodey and Stark. Mm-hmm. You know, but even the Rhodey Stark relationship is is less obvious from a sidekick standpoint because Rhodey is responsible for the defense, responsible to the defense department. Rhodey actually serves two masters in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like his side gig is rolling with Tony, right? <laughs> right. You got a sidekick, side gig. Yeah. 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 You know, um, but the dynamic. The nuances of the dynamics are different, but it's the same. It's the same kind of dynamic. So it was really interesting to hear and see that conversation between Rhodey and Sam, mm-hmm. where Rhodey is basically telling them, "Dude, you shouldn't have given that shield back." Yeah, and it's also I I I kind of struggle with that scene a little bit because, and Rhodey is you know he's very militaristic. You know he's you know believes in the U.S. military and that you know that plays a role in how he's what mm-hmm. he's the angles he's coming from, um, but. It would have been one thing for me if Sam was like, you know what, I don't want this shield because I want to create my own legacy. You know what I'm saying? I want to step out and do my own thing. But that wasn't why he was giving it back. That wasn't, that wasn't why. Right. It was he was giving it back because he felt like I can't, you know, be I can't be Steve Rogers. And Rhodey in that moment, and you tell me how you how you took it. Rhodey was almost saying he wasn't saying you need to be Steve Rogers, but you know we need that symbol. You know, yeah. and, and you should do it, you know, because Steve told you, you you should do it. Steve said it was right. OK. Right. But I kind of was it was it, I kind of got mixed messages from that scene, you know, and there was a lot of power in seeing those two characters together, especially when Rhodey says to him, you know, it's a different world, brother. You know, just the mm-hmm. inclusion of the word brother, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. it was like, mm-hmm. OK, we've seen them together on, you know, on screen before, but we've never seen them have that connection and have a moment when it was just them, two, And it wasn't Tony or Steve or. Uh, Hawkeye or anybody else wasn't around. Anybody else in the room, right? But let me let me ask you this though, and I think we do have to bring in before we wrap this up. We have to bring in the fact that um, Malcolm Spellman has acknowledged that this series, in terms of especially obviously in terms of um, Sam's story, really pulls mm. in um, uh, some inspiration and parts of the narrative from a comic book called um, Truth. Truth. Yeah, the Truth. The Red. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up. Um, truth red white and black so Mm -hmm. truth red white and black was a seven issue comic book limited series it was written by robert morales drawn by kyle baker and this was a marvel comic um from 2003 and you guys i think listeners you guys should definitely look this up um and go you know go by your local comic book store and pick it up there's a trade paperback available now um but basically what this did in a nutshell this story took this the history of um, how this the you know the super the soldier super soldier serum that gave Captain America Steve Rogers his abilities how that serum was developed and how it was developed was it was used it went through trials and tests um, similar to the Tuskegee experiments uh, put on black soldiers without them really knowing what was going on and many of them died um, because of that um, so it was basically experimenting on the black body um, similar to what the Tuskegee syphilis study did. Um, in, in the real world. And, you know, a lot of the, the soldiers that were experimented on all died. Um, one mm-hmm. lived, um, what was his name? Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley, yeah. And we know that in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, Carl Lumley, I believe, has been cast as Isaiah Bradley. Uh, so it's clear that, you know, um, uh, Malcolm Spellman is going to bring in uh, you know, elements of that comic book into this show. 
And so I wanted to ask you, how does that, you know, how does that hit you knowing that we probably are going to go there, you know, and I don't, again, to the topic of this episode, I'm not sure how that's going to affect Sam, but how do you think, you know, kind of getting into that history of how Steve Rogers, you know, the, the serum that was given to Steve Rogers, the level of um, destruction and kind of, uh, uh, you know, the white supremacy involved, the racism mm-hmm. involved, all these mm-hmm. things that involve the past of that serum. How do you think that's going to affect Sam? And is it going to like we're we're positing, is it going to push him in that direction where we see him be more of a T'Challa like character where he is, you know, standing on his own, too? Do you think there's do you think there's a potential for that to happen? Um, hmm. Yeah, I think there's a potential. But going back to my, uh, you know, opening comments about how far Disney is going to and notice I say Disney again, how Disney is going to let the spigot be how you know how much of the spigot is going to be open by god audience help me out need some more coffee (laughs) how much truth they gonna tell (laughs) um i'm looking forward to um to seeing carl limley um i really liked his uh character dixon from jj abrams alias series in the early Mm -hmm. 2000s um Mm -hmm. totally assuming that he's he's isaiah bradley um, I kind of see two possible scenarios for him. One follows a thought that I have that the the quote unquote new Captain America is going to fail. The mm. same people that that basically lied to Sam are going to come back to him to help. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Sam's going to be some say some variant of, 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 you know, kiss my ass or be tempted by kind of belonging again. Mm. Um but, I mean, of course, there's going to be a lot of narrative and Bucky's going to, by that time, play some kind of role in this also. But I kind of think that the Isaiah Bradley character will be the sobering moment for Sam mm-hmm. that maybe not so much as as stand on his own. Because um, I don't think Sam is really ready for that. I think he at least will be closer to accepting the fact that if Steve gave it to you, that means you're worthy. That means you're ready. In other words, that's all the validation that you need. Mm-hmm. You know, and the sad irony is really Sam needs white validation. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I don't really think that trajectory is going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, I, I, let me just paint it the way I would like to see it happen. I would like to, again, I would like to see just Sam get really broken down to the fact where these realities like just smash through the window. And it's like he can't ignore not only what's happening now, but maybe how he was um, how he missed out on it before, how he missed out on some things, some truths before, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. a lot of times and I, I you know, I've seen this in in the real world a lot of times when whether it's athletes or musicians or whatever, when people reach a certain level of celebrity, um, they are removed obviously from, you know, a lot of what happens in the quote unquote real world, the day to day lives of ordinary mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And for us, a lot of times what happens is we start to, unless, you know, this is, I'm, this is a generalization, obviously um, I'm not speaking in, in, in broad terms, but, uh, or in specific terms, but just broadly speaking, a lot of times people lose sight of the fact that, Oh, because people, you know, because the white people in your world treat you this way. Don't forget, that's not because of that's only because of your celebrity status. 
they treat you know other people a completely different way who look just like you right and i think sam may have been when he was at the high point with the avengers and he was living at avengers mansion and you know he was on the missions with steve and the black widow and all these things right he was living in another world and that bank scene it was like it brought him back to like no (laughs) yes this is how they view you exactly because and he was living on somebody someone else's dime he was living on someone else's dime because he even said you know nah we didn't get um, you know, paid by Tony Stark, but he was living at Stark Mansion. He didn't need to get paid. Right. It was like, you know, was, he had everything, you know, just like the rest of them. But then when he was back on his own and now he's fighting for his family's, you know, business, it was a slap in the face. And mm-hmm. I personally would like to see him continue to get slapped in the face. And then I would like for those slaps to take, take, you know, to morph, to kind of like metamorph inside of him and kind of grow into a, an anger that becomes a, you know, a um, productive anger, you know, a, a beneficial yeah. anger yeah. and see him, you know, rise into a stronger hero. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think I'm like you, though? Do I think that they're going to do that? No, they may go the other route. And, you know, regardless of how, you know, unless Malcolm Spellman and his crew can push it this far. But yeah. like you said, Disney, in effect, may rein it in a little bit, you know, and be like, well, now nah, we need him to show that you know maybe he needs to turn the other cheek or show by his example that he can be mm-hmm. you know this that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of what and, and, and even in black panther the film at the end of the movie remember we talked about this before i was you know i was kind of disappointed in that scene where the answer you know to you know uh that that t'challa has mm-hmm. um kind of the counter to what michael, michael b jordan's character was mm-hmm. proposing t'challa's counter was that was opening a community center you know, and I was just like, really? Mm-hmm, like, that's, mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm, wow, mm-hmm. that's that's the answer. You're just going to open up a community center and that'll mm-hmm. solve everything. That felt, you know, very weak and tepid to me. But I felt I, I forgave it because I knew that was Disney. You know, that was that, Disney stepping in. Right. That's that was, the Disney. That wasn't Ryan Coogler. That was Disney stepping in. Right. Because we um, remember T'Challa became T'Challa, became who he was because he 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 told his father that you were wrong his father you were wrong you were wrong you know that was that was the independence and he did not reject his father he did not Mm -hmm. love his father any less Mm -hmm. you know but he assumed the mantle at that Mm -hmm. point and until sam and he doesn't necessarily have to say steve you were wrong but until he makes that declaration for himself Mm-hmm. Whatever that declaration needs to be, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But in other words, whenever he makes that, because it's it's almost like mm, Steve gave Sam permission mm-hmm. to be Captain America. That's the reality of it, right? Sam needed that permission, or at least Sam needed that permission to be able to shop to take to the bank well look steve right. rogers said it was okay so you should right. give me this money <laughs> right you see what i'm saying i was, I, I rode with steve rogers for steve, several years yeah yeah steve said it was about. okay right. what's yeah, the yeah. problem and ironically it should be also stated that steve the steve rogers as played by um chris evans in these mcu films i never read the captain america comics i actually like this steve rogers because he yeah. was actually a rebellious he was the one that yeah he really was, was. Like, the government really effing up i don't like him they lying all yeah. the time blah 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 yeah yeah. And that was that was interesting, interesting to me. But yeah, so yeah, I look, agree with you, though. He still Sam still needed that validation. Hey, man, I don't know if you had this feeling or had this thought. Mm-hmm. But when you know, when Sam packs up the shield in the symbol case, takes it to the Smithsonian, hands the shield over. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, oh, man, 
Sam, he just gave up Wakandan steel. <laughs> Black people made that shit. You see what I'm saying? Right. That my, you I, see what I'm vibranium. saying? Vibranium, yeah. I, and I wonder, yeah, I wonder if that's the same shield, yeah, with the vibranium. So, uh, you know, before we, before we end, I think it is important to say, though, that I, you know, in watching some of the breakdowns and reviews of this episode after I saw the episode, most of all of them done by um, outlets, you know, white outlets, um, yeah. white mainstream outlets. Um, although some of them featured um, BIPOC, you know, host or, you know, uh, guests or whatever. But all the reviews were you know, from white uh, mainstream mm-hmm. outlets. And they went out of their way, many of them, not all of them, but many of them went out of their way not to mention race or to in the list of possibilities as to why at the end of this, the show, we got that white captain America show up. Some of them were going out of the way to list it as, Oh, well, Sam has been betrayed and blah, blah, blah. And Oh yeah, maybe it has something to do with race. You know, it was kind of like that vibe. So I think yeah. it's very important as we move out of, you know, we had the, the, you know, the uprisings of 2020 mm-hmm. and now it's 2021 and people are starting, you know, a lot of that language that we heard in the summer of 2020, has been co-opted and, you know, um, revised and rewritten um, by corporate America um, and by out, by media outlets. Mm-hmm. It is important, I think, for black artists to do what Malcolm Spellman appears like he's doing here. I will mm-hmm. see if it, you know, how it's going to go um, for the rest of the series. But to keep pushing these things out into the forefront and to put them in people's faces and be like, no, 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 no. This is what this is. Um, and so... Mm-hmm. Whatever happens in episode two happens, but I I appreciated that in this episode that last scene was very very symbolic, mm-hmm. um, not just mm-hmm. the grin on the face of um, uh, the, the new, new the new captain, new captain. America, mm-hmm. but the look on Sam's face. You know mm-hmm. the, the 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 again he he got slapped right in his face, and yeah. I appreciated that slap. He needed that slap. You know he needed. I that need slap. a roadie conversation. I need a post. You know, New Captain America, Rhodey. I need Rhodey to just be like, "Look, I told you." Right, but also I just maybe, need something like that. It may also be interesting to see if Rhodey, because again, Rhodey is very much aligned with the U.S. military. It may also be, you know, interesting to see he's very jingoistic. You know, Rhodey is. Yeah, but be, his eyes be, seem to be a little wider open because I mean, you know, can we he get was more of that? ghost can in the see, defense secretary. See, you know what I'm saying? Right. Can we see what's happening with? Rody is he kind of going through his own thing you know yeah. is he going to go yeah. through that you know or mm-hmm. is he going to stay true to who he's been and Sam is going to tell him you're wrong you know in the yeah. same way that um T'Challa told his father it's there's a lot of dynamics that could play out so I'm interested you know we we've only touched on we only scratched the surface of the show so we'll obviously we'll come back to it um as these episodes roll out but I'm interested. Okay. Episode 32 of Man Unreal. This is a wrap. Um, I know that we're going to be talking more about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, uh, You know, we might not go episode by episode. There might be some roll-ups, you know, here and there. But it's only six uh, episodes for the the season slash miniseries. Um, So definitely we're going to get more into... uh, um, the storyline and hopefully be able to revisit the answers to some of our questions that we've asked here. I mean, if the revolution suddenly starts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we'll have to do an emergency podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to table our Justice League uh, conversation uh, for that. It, hey, if the Falcon storms the Capitol building, I mean, you know what I'm saying? If he just like storms, because we do see him later in the trailers, he does have the shield back. 
you remember he's in that trailer. He's throwing the shield at the uh, at the tree, practicing at the tree. with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, he gets he does get it back. How's he get it back? Right. If he just storms, if he storms the Pentagon and beats the hell out of that new Captain America, we will do an emergency podcast. Absolutely. Uh, you can find us online. The website is madunreal.com. Uh, stream all of our available shows uh, from there. Please, you can also subscribe uh, to Mad Unreal in Apple Podcasts. Uh, we would love it if you would leave a review. It does help for discovery for uh, other potential uh, listeners. You can also follow us on Spotify and find the show anywhere that fine RSS feeds are consumed. Uh, I'm Arthur. That's Isaac. We'll see you next show. Peace. Keep it on real.